You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Sports Radio 610 presents Payne and Pendergast. <laughs> I just looked at Ben's text to us. No Darren Ravel today at 923 as he normally joins us. Uh, apparently, he's on jury duty, Ben, uh, Darren Ravel. Ben's text to us, no Ravel today, he's on jury duty. God help those perps. <laughs> oh, that's funny. <laughs> I think he's, um, you think Ravel is inclined to go hard at, uh, at crime? He's, he's, he's going he's gonna to take a tough stance. Depends on the crime. If it's uh, anything to do with internet bullying, then yes, because <laughs> Ravel gets all <laughs> sorts of heat on Twitter. <laughs> yeah. What do you? Uh, yeah, have you ever gotten? Have you actually gotten like the interview for for Jerry? No, no. But now that okay. you ask me that, and I'm saying no, it's for sure going to happen like next week. Now, yeah, you just jinx the no hitter. <laughs> I've always, I've tried to put myself through that scenario where you you try to botch the interview. Like when the attorneys are interviewing you, like, I, and I just don't think I could do it. I, you know, that's how I, like when I did my, okay, so I did my disability uh, inter, uh, physical when I was done with football. Yeah. And um, a lot of guys end up getting some level of disability because, you know, you're banged up or whatever. And at the time I took it, I was actually banged up. I've gotten a lot better since then. Um, but I was pretty banged up. But there was something about me. That when I, uh, as soon as all of a sudden I got into the physical, um, I went into like, don't show any weakness mode and like, <laughs> like, like stretched through pain to show how, like, if I could touch my toes and everything, like, did all this stuff just idiotically, really. Right. Um, <laughs> you're, you're showing off. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. But there was all, well, honestly, though, there was part of it, though, too, where it was like, I didn't want to be. I think I could have easily qualified for a uh, like a pretty good level of disability, um, but I didn't want to. I felt like if there was, if there was, if there was, once I got that designation, I felt like that might be it for me. And it's like a demotivator to, because then all of a sudden, like you know, then then if you get better, you're kind of screwed because you're guilty of fraud. <laughs> so um, so I you know, like there's a picture of your water skiing out there or something. <laughs> um. So I kind of used it as a way, in hindsight, I was glad that I had been an idiot about it. And like, actually, because I wasn't being honest, I was actually like masking pain while I was in my disability physical. Um, but I'm glad that I did because I, if I could have just sat there and collected a good check for, for being quote unquote disabled or having a level of disability, um, it, it might have been long term bad for me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, it, it worked out better that way. Um, so... Uh, we got a text message to the Trailer Wheel and Frame text page. Trailer Wheel and Frame! 3008, and we're getting a lot of these. What are y'all's thoughts on Colin Cowherd talking about teams that were inherited and that ownership was disconnected and how you would see that in a Zoom meeting? He made those remarks the day after he met with Sean Payton, which was the same day the 
that Peyton met with the Texans. From that comment, I gathered that Peyton could see the dysfunction in his Zoom meeting with the Texans. We're going to play the audio here in just a second. That's the direction a lot of folks are taking that. Um, I think Seth and I are trying to take maybe a more expanded view of it as to what Cowherd may have heard sitting down with Peyton and kind of maybe how stories get conflated. Um, But we'll play it for you and let you be the judge. Um, But Colin Cowherd had gone out to dinner with Sean Payton, prospective Houston Texans head coach and current Fox personality. Um, They went out to dinner on Monday night for several hours and or maybe Tuesday night, one of those nights. Um, And Colin Cowherd said on his show that uh, they Peyton just told football stories for for hours and it was great and it was fun. Um, And then Colin Cowherd uh, took this to the air yesterday. Thoughts on the importance of ownership. There's a lot of bad owners out there that sometimes they inherited money uh, from a family. A lot of times they don't even like the sport. Uh, Somebody dies in a family, they're left with it. Um, But the gap, I can tell you this, um, the gap, listening to stories last night, between the haves and the have-nots in this league is not just quarterbacks or coaches. It is ownership. Even on Zoom calls, you can spot the dysfunction. Zoom calls, not even being in the room You can see why certain teams lose. Okay, so concern is understandable if you're a Texan fan, especially one that wants Sean Payton to be the next Texans head coach. I don't think anything's eliminating the Texans in that cut right there, but certainly the fact that they were the only team that's done a Zoom call with Payton is is concerning. Um, Nothing really up to that. Greatly concerned me, uh, just in general. And I like, I don't. He was talking about teams getting inherited. Okay, I mean that happens with a lot of teams. Uh, talking about owners that don't like football. I don't think the Texans fit that mold, as you've pointed out several times, Seth. Cal McNair loves football, um, but the part about the part about even on a Zoom call, you can see the dysfunction is something that a lot of Texan fans are understandably latching on to. But I think you've laid out in a good way, and I'll have you do it here, just what Colin Cal... The game of telephone that gets played with this stuff sometimes. Yeah, I think that... Um, because sometimes when you tell a story, it, it's, uh, you know, people glean some information from it, but not all the details. And I, the fact that, the fact that Coward so casually basically disclosed that he was talking about the Texans makes me, A, wonder just exactly how much Sean Payton wanted that to be disclosed. Um, you know, I, I don't know if Coward thought that he was being surreptitious about it in the slightest, but the the math is pretty easy on this that he was talking about the Texans. But what I would hope is that what happened was Sean Payton was talking to the Texans about the dysfunction that there has been in the organization over the last few years and maybe having a frank and open discussion about it and in relaying that to Colin Coward, that Colin Coward took that as, oh, wow, Sean... Sean talked to the Texans and he heard all of this dysfunction and it was obvious on Zoom. Well, yeah, possibly because Cal and Hannah McNair themselves were saying, look, we had these issues. We took measures. We're in a new place now and we want to move forward there because there are other reports that the the meetings went well. So who knows um, exactly? Because one of the reports was out of New Orleans. So I don't think that was you know fed to them by the McNairs necessarily. Um I just I think there's room I think there's room for misinterpretation and a little bit of the telephone game here because this happens all the time when I mean it's happened to me just in sports radio when I tell a story and a, a co-host kind of gleans something 
from it that isn't what I intended, and then you got to go back and correct it, and because your co-host says like, "Oh, you said that uh, you said that you hated Marcus Stroud or something." Like, no, 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 no. I said I I said somebody else hated him, and uh, it's so it's just it's I I would take it with a grain of salt. It's yes, very possible that it's exactly as Coward said, but I think that. It's also very possible that he was just kind of speaking loosely and freely the, and not necessarily having gotten the whole story. The question we're getting asked by a lot of people, and I think it was maybe you and I texted back and forth about this yesterday too, is, man, I wonder how Peyton feels about Cowherd kind of putting his business out there like that. Like it's fairly obvious that the mention of a Zoom call makes it a tremendously, tremendously high probability that it's the Texans that he's talking about. Is Sean Payton angry that Colin Cowherd is putting his business out there like that? And I I don't know the answer to that. I do know Payton is a guy who, throughout this whole process over the last few days, has seemed pretty straightforward and maybe overly honest with things. You know, very forthcoming about what he thinks the draft capital would be, very forthcoming about his thoughts on these various jobs. Um, so he may just be somebody that just doesn't care that stuff gets out there. To which point I say also... Is there a benefit to Sean Payton having Colin Cowherd say this about what appears to be the Texans without saying the Texans? And look, the obvious answer is that maybe the Zoom call didn't go all that well. That's the obvious answer. Um, but there are other possibilities. Okay, so let so Seth, tell me if I'm crazy on this. The benefit to Payton getting that out there that maybe the Zoom call revealed some dysfunction that has him concerned. Could that be? A negotiating ploy. If he's going to make the 25 mil, does he need to appear to at least have some degree of cold feet about the job to where the Texans would have to pay a tax? You know, we'll call it the dysfunction tax, where, look, I think there's I've said a lot of great things about this job. Those are all things that are undeniable. It's it's just it's math. You have a lot of draft picks. You have a lot of cap space. You have some good young players. We can go get a quarterback. All these things. I can't argue those things. But yeah. The subjective part of this is what is the culture inside the building? So if I'm Peyton, as opposed to just aligning immediately with what's going on in the building, does it make more sense to at least show a little bit of trepidation so you can get the 25 instead of the 20 mil? Yeah, perhaps. See, playing yeah, chess is, uh, is what I'm saying. Is a, <laughs> it, is, it is weird. Like, it's honestly weird for Coward to disclose his version of that without – if, unless he had permission from Peyton to do it. Because he did, it was just so thinly veiled. It wasn't, um, one of our listeners says this, and I can't tell, honestly, if this guy is asking this rhetorically uh, or if he's asking a genuine question. Because, okay, this, tell me how I should interpret this, as I uh, always endeavor to assume positive intent. Mm-hmm. Who else would he be talking about seriously? Which owner died and left it to their family? Answer that for me. <laughs> Yeah. Are you Are kidding you, me? I, like I feel like we're. I feel like this guy is saying like you idiots. Is he talking about the Texans? To which I would say, yeah, that, yeah, that's what we just said. We've been saying so that all morning. About the Texans. We've been saying that yeah. all morning. And oh, by the way, the Texans aren't the only team to get passed down to another generation of owners. Yeah, yeah. Well, that no, but I think if, if he's genuinely asking that question, if I were to assume positive intent, he's genuinely asking with weird phrasing, um, uh, like who else that he's interviewing with right now that Sean Payton is interviewing with right now. Is it been left to uh, through the generations? Um, okay, so the Broncos, they have generational wealth, but they bought this group 
They got their money from the Walmarts, but they're buying the team, so that the team hasn't been uh, passed down. I think the uh, the Panthers. That's uh, he made that owner made his own fortune. Um, Bidwell, the owner of the Cardinals, inherited the team. He did, but he's been with the team for a long time. Yes. I don't know if, and he hasn't met, they haven't met via Zoom with Peyton. Have They've they? not, no. Is that right? Yeah. Um, and then, in, 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 but also, by the way, in the entire segment there with Coward, he talks about multiple different teams, some of the ones that were inherited and what have you. It's the Zoom call part that pinned it to the Texans there. It wasn't that it was a, an inherited family. It was the Zoom call where uh, we're just, sorry, we're assuming that, the last time Sean Payton interviewed for head coaching jobs uh, back in the early 2000s when the Zoom company didn't exist, that, uh, that he wasn't talking about any of those interviews. Right. Yeah, exactly. Right. In 2004. Yeah, as you pointed out, where, it was, where video calls were all pixelated back yeah. then. It was not uh, the, smooth, the smooth sailing it is right now. Um, so, yeah, I mean, that's, that's where I guess the, the big question for people is, do you feel better, worse, or about the same? for the Texans' possibilities of getting Sean Payton on the heels of some of the things we've heard uh, from Cowherd here. Yeah. Uh, one of our listeners says, if it's a negotiations ploy, move on. That just shows it's a money grab. We need a coach with hunger and intent. Um, I think that's probably a flavor of what you and I have expressed as a concern mm -hmm. um, about Payton. I mean, I do... I mean, I brought it up with McLean when we had him on yesterday, and McLean just like sloughed it off, like, "Nope, he's an elite coach who wants to win," and blah blah blah. Yeah, I, mean, I think it's perfectly logical for someone who is fifty nine or sixty years old to be staring at a bag of a hundred million dollars and go, "You know what? I'm, that's one last big pile of money I can go get the next eight generations of Paytons." And he got look, he got divorced not too long ago, and uh, yeah, I don't know. It's just when you're when you're staring there, you know, at the 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 next 40 years of your life you're somewhat recently divorced uh, you probably you know had to part with a good chunk of your investment account That's true. Uh, with that transaction that yeah. yeah that you're you're getting back into it for different reasons than when you're in your 20s i think like very i'd be surprised i think very few football coaches start off with their primary motivator being like dreams of wealth it's just, you don't, yeah. you, you know, like it's, um, and maybe that's incorrect these days now that the money has gotten so big, but it's just, I guess if you're, it, it is young kids, it, it is probably uh, the highest bang for your buck you're going to get, um, like with that skill set. Like if you have, if you choose, okay, if I, hmm, where can I make $5 million a year realistically? Well, and here's, here's the thing. Yeah. Here's the thing about coaching, Seth, is, and this is what's so backwards about it. If you're really bad at it once you get to that stage, you're going to get paid that money anyways to do nothing. Ask, yeah. ask Cliff Kingsbury, yeah. who's yeah. sitting on a hammock in Thailand right now, <laughs> getting paid for the next four years. It's a pretty sweet gig. Freaking hammock. The most <laughs> overrated leisure what would you call that? Not a, it's not a chair. It's not a bed. No, it's what not. What would you a, call it? Something that you recline upon? Yeah. It's, it's the most. Uh, not a most receptacle. Yeah. I don't know. It's the most overrated sleep, resting furniture. Sleep apparatus. Sleep slash afternoon nap slash, oh, great. I've got a waffle grid on my back now. Right. And, um, you're, and, you're, and you're twisted up in a cocoon. You know what I yeah. mean? Like you got your arms pushed up. Yeah. Yeah, I, I want to feel like a giant is trying to fold me in two. Yes, that's what I want. <laughs> right. That's what that's when I sleep best. This is some great sleep I'm getting here. Yeah. Um, text 
Message to the Trailer Wheel and Frame text page. Four six five three with D'Amico interviewing today. I'm feeling more like D'Amico might be the move. First of all, he's interviewing tomorrow, so tomorrow is D'Amico's interview. Um, yeah, I think D'Amico D'Amico's been your favorite all along, Seth. I think right. He's, yeah. he's still at the top of the list. He's yeah. he's getting to be at the top of the list. Peyton intrigues the hell out of me, just as someone who covers the team and obviously someone who roots for the team. D'Amico would be awesome. I think it would the, be the great. whole thing is um, I, for me. Offensive-minded coach is awesome if it's the tiebreaker. I think first and foremost, you have to go for the guy with the head coach attributes, the guy that can tie it all together, that can be a motivator, um, that can be an administrator, that can that can have conversations with the owners because managing the people above you is just as important as managing the people below you. And I'm not so sure that I've been impressed by the personalities or even necessarily the things written about Shane Steichen or Mike Kafka. Jonathan Gannon, the defensive coordinator for the, the Eagles, is has been described in a lot of ways as that, that dynamic guy that can handle things on multiple fronts. So, so far, those two guys, the guys that I feel the most that like, well, they, they seem like head coaches. They look, talk, smell, uh, walk like head coaches are D'Amico Ryans and Jonathan Gannon, who are both, uh, who are both defensive minded coaches. Yeah. And then, of course, obviously Sean Payton has that same persona. Yep. No doubt. All right. Uh, Payne and Pendergast with you. Um, I, uh, big news. I think I'm getting ready to adopt. I will explain next. Okay. Picture this. It's Friday afternoon. When a thought hits you, I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones so we'll never lose touch with civilization and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic? And conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. Sports Radio 610 presents Pain and Pendergast. So, Seth, as you know, um, you know, Amy and I are empty nesters. You know, my kids are all grown up. They're out of the house. We... Um, 
we uh, we we don't have a dog. You know, our dog left us three four years ago. So there's a find myself with. Uh, it just ran away. A lot of time. No, no, no. She passed. Um, oh. But uh, yeah, yeah. So she. Uh, but Sasha was a great dog. We've thought about getting another dog at some point when we're not living in a high rise. Raising a dog in a high rise is a little dicey, but I still have it's a lot that. of work. It is, yeah, it's it a is. lot of up and down. Yes, yeah. yes, absolutely. But there's still that void where I feel like you know what though I have all this time in my day where I feel like I could be, I could be nurturing something good and making the world yeah. a better place through adoption. Yeah. And so I wanted to um, make the announcement here, or at least float it to the audience to see what they thought about <laughs> make this. Make the announcement. Um, okay. That um, saw an article in the Chronicle this week, and I didn't realize that since 2018, the city of Houston has launched a program where you can adopt a drain. Adopt a, oh, a, in, a, yeah. in, in the effort to help mitigate flood disasters here in town. Yeah. Um, in partnership with Keep Houston Beautiful, you can adopt... One of the storm, one of the eighty thousand storm drains here in Houston. What does that entail? Like keeping it clean. I've seen keeping, I guess, keeping stuff out of the, uh, you know, out from in front of it and everything. Um, I could see where that would serve a purpose. Yeah. But I always felt like it was. Is it the drains themselves are the issue? I thought that there just wasn't enough pipage to to get everything where it needs to go. He, here's the here's the premise of the initiative. Houston residents adopt a local storm drain through the Adopt-A-Drain website. They give the drain a nickname, and they commit to cleaning debris such as leaves and trash from the drain four times a year. Oh, okay. So I just got to give myself a little reminder quarterly to – and I've already checked the map. There's plenty of drains available for me to adopt. They've only only, – there's 80,000 drains. As of this article that came out a couple days ago – only 1,900 of the 80,000 storm drains have been adopted. So we're like, you know, we're we're under like 2% of the, the, the drains in town or like 3%. That need to be adopted. There's so many drains out there that could use a home, people. Okay? It's just, um, I've always wondered about this because, yes, it's, it is nice. I, I would say that, um, you know, property taxes and such. Um, I don't know. When I go to McDonald's and I buy an Egg McMuffin, they don't ask me to volunteer to clean the bathroom as well. Yeah. Because uh, I'm a customer that, that paid for it. Like, I, I feel like paying for your paying your property taxes, and or not to mention paying your rent, which it, you know indirectly goes to paying those property taxes, goes to supposedly city services. Does it not? It does. No, it it does. Is, but that, is that? Am I wrong here? Am I? Am I? Am I? Is it, am I overlooking something about the way government works? You're, local you're, government? No, no, no. You're definitely not. No, you're absolutely yeah. right. But it's about wanting to make my world a better place and nurturing yeah. a storm drain. And it's really with me, Seth, about filling a void. You know, since my kids have grown up and gone to college, and we don't have a pet right now, I feel like this storm drain. And I've looked at the map, and there are several within a very, very, very short walk of the building I live in yeah. right now. Was it so when you clean the drain, is it do you have to clean out just the mouth of it or do you have to like take off a manhole cover and go down and, and get deep in it? I'm gonna do some of the recon today. I'm gonna do a little bit of uh walking my neighborhood with the map okay. in my hand and see what exactly these drains look like. Yeah. And see what it may entail. And if I have any questions, I'm gonna bring them to the what is this organization again? Um the Oh Keep Houston Beautiful is the okay. name of the in part it's a it's a the you know the county and the city along with Keep Houston Beautiful. What um, do they have restrictions on what you're allowed to name it? Uh, evidently not, because that's how this article wound up in my feed. Um, the yeah. Chronicle was marveling at some of the names, clean and dirty, <laughs> that people 
have given to their I, storm drains that they have. I adopted. glanced over this article and it looked like they weren't actually going to print any of the dirty names. So I felt like uh, that wasn't worth my read. Yeah. So, it's just kind of like when they say they do the same thing when they're like, hey, racist flyers were distributed in this neighborhood. They're like, all right, well, show me what, what they, they were. say. No, yeah. we will never do that. Yeah. Well, we want you to make a, a judgment on it. Like, well, I'm just going to be, I'm an adult here. Can I be like, <laughs> can I get some detail on this stuff? They, they didn't print any of the dirty ones, they did print a few. They did print a few of the um, of the the clean ones that are kind of funny. Maybe they're dad jokes. I don't know. Drain the Rock Johnson. It's <laughs> 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 pretty good. Yeah. Uh, I can't believe it's not gutter. <laughs> Drain the Rock. Okay. Yeah. Uh, I bless Drain the Rock. Could be a dirty one. So yeah. Go ahead. Uh, I bless the drains down in Africa. <laughs> <laughs> See, it's us kids from the 80s like that one Do the, are those ones that are actually owned already yes or just yeah submission? yeah these are okay. actual nicknames um how to drain your dragon <laughs> okay that's <feels, laughs> matthew mcconadrain <laughs> yeah uh let's see here uh midnight drain to georgia um okay this is good seward little <laughs> i don't know why i find these so funny uh purple drain um, are, so, man, I didn't know there were that many dads in Houston. Yeah, really, yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. So this is, uh, the dad humor is uh, that's an impressive chunk strong. of dad humor right there. It's yeah. strong. Yeah, that's why you're you want to get a drain just so you can have the ultimate dad joke. Yes, dragon game. I right. Yes. Yeah. I, I want to name it Drain and Pendergast. Drain. <laughs> hey, what the hell? Wait a second. Well, there's only one. A, there's only a shot at one of the hosts there. It, it, it's that's the, a, what the hell is that? It's because your name rhymes. It's not because you're a drain. It's that. That's, it's yeah. That's right. Exactly. Yeah. It's because yeah. it rhymes with pain. That's all. Yeah. Um. Text in. <laughs> I don't like it at all. <laughs> text that's in. Stupid name. <laughs> all right. So text in to the trailer wheel and frame text page. Um, seven one three five seven two four six ten. I'm going to adopt one of these drains, and I'm going to nurture it, and I'm going to uh, I'm going to take the people on my journey. This will maybe be what gets me started on TikTok, is people can see the relationship that I'm forming with the drain that I'm adopting here, yeah. and the void that I feel right now. Most importantly, is going to be fulfilled. We could. Um... Yeah, we could go ahead and uh, we should do one for six ten. I suppose adopt that a drain. Be... Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Okay. Text in the names. We want to adopt a drain for the station here, a storm drain. And and in the process, make our city a better place to live. Hey, Sean, yeah. speaking of drains, like on our economy, let's talk about Europe. I actually have no idea what I'm talking about when it comes to that. I just assume somebody's going to be like, yeah, Seth knows what it's all about. Um <laughs> <laughs> half yeah, the audience, that's right. half the yeah. audience thinks you're a bad guy. Yeah, I, yeah, I, I have no idea what's going <laughs> right, on. Right. I made an innocent joke about uh, Brexit once, and oh my god, I've not, I've never gotten so much hate. And I'm like, listen, you have to understand. I actually have no idea what's going on with Brexit. Yep. Um, so uh, the NFL just announced their designated international teams. Yeah. And uh, it's the the Bills, Titans, Patriots, Chiefs, and Jaguars will play abroad in London and Germany. I'm a little bit confused because that's five teams. Um, that will play. I, I, wonder I, if one of them, I wonder if one of them goes twice. Yeah, it must be maybe the Jaguars in England. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So, yeah, what happened with the Jaguars international games? I think they played over there they this year. They played twice this year or no? No, I think just once. I think they, they've started sending different teams over there now. They had, but, so maybe it's going back to twice. Um, Could be. So uh, The Germany one is the one that intrigues me. The Like, because Germany is... It's 
it's football's big in Germany and has been since NFL Europe. Um, I would be a okay with the Texans. That would be one that I really wanted. To, I would love to take a trip to Germany if the Texans make one of the Germany games here. Was the international stuff a big deal when you were a player? Did you did you ever have the opportunity to go play overseas in any? Of those I can't games? ever remember. I don't think it was going on when I was. I mean, it's playing. a huge initiative now because they're trying to globalize yeah. the sport. Yeah. With yeah. Germany, of all the places they play right now internationally, I think there's only three. There's London, multiple stadiums in London, but London, Germany, and Mexico City. Is Germany the one you'd want to go play in? Of those? Yeah. Yeah, I don't I, And I'll tell you, honestly. They'd all be wild, man. Every time in, in England, it always looks like, okay, these are fields that are built for 170-pound soccer players, and they're not supporting the weight of all these Clydesdales out there. Like, it just, it, it looks like a miserable place to actually play the game of football. Much like the Super Bowl every year, where the grass is super pretty, but it can't support the weight of the players. Right. And guys are slipping around all over the place. Um, I feel like Germany's going to be ready, better ready for it. They got thicker ankles in Germany. They respect a broad-shouldered woman there. They, they're built for size in Germany, and they'll, uh, they'll, the, the, they're ready for it. Yeah. Uh, sorry, I'm <laughs> there's a ton of drain names that have been sent to the text page. <laughs> there's like fifty of them here that just came in. Um Well tell us one. Yeah, I will. Uh Stormy Draniels. Okay, Stormy oh, Daniels yeah. is a is a uh, You don't want to go political. Right, right, right. Are they gonna do they censor these things? Because I know that they've been there was one some city had a an adult novelty store or an adult toy store uh, by like 20% of their drains or something, and it ended up being an advertisement for it. Uh, sports Drainio 610. Mm. Uh, the General John McDrain. <laughs> I find these way funnier than Seth. This is, I'm, I'm, I'm like honestly insulted for every time you've ever laughed at one of my jokes now. Why? I'm like, oh, sh-. these are funny to me. He's got no judgment, this guy. <laughs> <laughs> these are awful, Sean. <laughs> Gutter mouthed whore? <laughs> There you go. See? Is that one? Yes. <laughs> See, that's good. <laughs> I'm going to drop the mic and leave on a high note. <laughs> All right. Um, Pain and Pendergast, Pain and Drain with you here on Sports Radio 610. Um, we'll find out what the guys got going on, on um, in the loop next. John Lopez, Landry Locker, find out what they've got going on. Um, and um, what do we expect over the next 24 hours? we got D'Amico Ryans tomorrow. What big things do we expect from the Texans here when it comes to the head coaching search? We will discuss on our way out next. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling accounts to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. Hey everyone, Boomer Esiason here. The NFL Draft is behind us and your favorite team is now gearing up for week number one. The free Odyssey app puts you right in the middle of the pro football conversation with the biggest sports radio stations from across the country. The local voices who know your team the best, giving you their unfiltered takes on the current state of your squad. It's always football season right here on the free Odyssey app. Live from the Twin Peaks studios, Sports Radio 610 presents Payne and Pendergast. Payne and Pendergast, good to be with you on a um, 
Good to be with you on a uh, on a Thursday. Tomorrow, a football Friday. Get you ready for all the uh, playoff action this weekend. Down to our, uh, what are we down to? Our final eight teams here. Jacksonville. So Jackson, the Jacksonville Jaguars are one of the eight remaining teams in the NFL playoffs. Team yeah. that was picking first each of the last two seasons is down to the, uh, they are one of eight remaining teams. It can be done, people. It can it's, be done. It, um, yeah, it can be done. Um, Trevor Lawrence, it'd be cooler. It'd be cooler and feel more achievable if Trevor Lawrence hadn't done some pretty impressive things in the second half of that game, but he also did throw, um, he threw four picks, correct? Four picks. They, they turned the ball over five times. He threw four picks. There was a, I saw a video yesterday, kind of like a, a mic'd up type of thing. And it was pretty cool seeing from the sideline when it showed when it was 27 nothing, And then another time, I think, when it was 27-14, to 14, where it was defensive players telling guys on the offense, just keep playing. We got this. That's all right. Just keep playing. Keep playing. Because I, and, and for those of you who didn't watch the game, it wasn't the defense's fault that the score was 27 nothing. No. It was uh, – they had just – the, it, it was a really, really rough um, first half with turnovers where the Chargers didn't really – the Chargers really didn't um, take advantage as much as they could have on a lot of the field position they did have. That's, uh, that's another whole side of it. So, um, the, the, like, the sideline composure was pretty cool. Because a lot of times, you know, people criticize body language when a team is way down. And I always – I'm always careful not to do that because – because if they look animated, then people are saying that they don't look like they're they, they're not taking it seriously enough, you know. Um, but a lot of this was guys, you know, supporting their teammates, supporting Trevor Lawrence, and uh, and obviously they responded. I just it's I I was impressed with Trevor Lawrence still kind of railing the troops on the sideline after he'd thrown four interceptions. That takes a certain level of confidence that. I, it's almost uh, to the point of being delusional in a way. Like a, it's a positive, uh, it's a positive type of delusion where you just completely crushed and destroyed your team. Uh, I'd say three of those interceptions were his fault. Yeah, they were bad. One was uh, one was errant, but three of them were his fault. Yep. And uh, like, but you're still sitting there trying to rally the troops. But then the other guys on the team doing it that way too. That's a that's a reflection on. Obviously, Trevor Lawrence, but I think Doug Peterson as well. The sideline was still staying upbeat and positive and, and focused on winning the next play that despite is, being down 27 nothing. That is funny. You know, yeah, like that, the ethos of a quarterback, man, like the tr that you could throw four picks and a half and be the guy like rallying, like, hey, come on, guys, let's go. Like, I don't know what it is. It's a feel. But I feel like, yeah, like Trevor Lawrence, even though he hadn't really done anything until this past week as a pro yeah. of any substance – it, and maybe some of it is because he was really good in college, number one overall pick. I think some of it is maybe that's a team full of guys who are probably playing in their first preseason game, so someone needs to take the reins. Well, yeah. I feel like if Kirk Cousins were doing the exact same thing, his entire team is rolling their eyes at him. I know, I know. <laughs> Just because of well, the reputation that he has. And that's where I think, though, too, you do benefit from everything still being kind of fresh and new. In a lot of ways, this is like Trevor Lawrence's first real year because – he got a pass for the Urban Meyer year, and the second half of the season, the Jaguars got it together. Yeah, it would if, if Trevor Lawrence were in the habit of throwing four interceptions in a half, then it's going to wear down real yeah. quick. But yeah, but there is something about like just I think just your core belief being that a 
things are going to work out well and you're going to win this football game, and B, that I'm a good quarterback, and yeah, like, why would I? Why would I let four interceptions? Like, it probably doesn't even enter Trevor Lawrence's mind to not just keep acting the same way. Right. Because he has that natural confidence of a guy that's just, yeah, this is what I do. I'm the quarterback. I'm the leader of the team. Yeah. Like, I don't, I don't even think about the four interceptions I threw other than, you know, from a strategic purpose and how I need to change the game. He's authentic. Absolutely. Oh, we got a little bit of breaking news. <gasps> what is it? Uh, this plays into a thread you sent me yesterday about the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. My thread is a breaking news item you know, it's, from yesterday? It, 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 it plays into <laughs> Plays into it. Uh, the Buccaneers have fired offensive coordinator Byron Leftwich, oh. which is interesting because we just got done talking about the Jacksonville Jaguars and, of course, Leftwich, a former Jag, yeah. uh, who was reportedly the front runner for the job last year, but according to reports, didn't want to take that job yeah. if Trent Balky was going to be the general manager. Yeah, yeah. Uh, dude, sometimes the bird in the hand, even if it's got a little hair on it, you know, sometimes the bird in the hand is the one to take, you know, or keep, I guess it is. What's so. the? Uh, sorry, I was thinking about a, a hairy bird. <laughs> I got to be honest with you. It's metaphorical hair. I know. I've never heard <laughs> that before. If I got a, if I've got a hairy bird, I'm throwing that thing back in the river. It had some bird turds hell. on it. <laughs> <laughs> I know. I would be, a hairy bird would be scary, man. Uh, so they fire um, fire left so, witch. Yeah, and, and I, I think that a lot of people watching Tom Brady and trying to figure out where he is, you know, in Ryan Clark had tweeted out who, you know, watching him, who would actually want him to quarterback their team. I feel like Ryan Clark in that situation, I'm the last guy to say like, well, hey, when you were a player of this or when you were a player of that, that's taking a shot at Brady and like Brady owned you guys. Okay. So like stomping on his grave when he's outplayed you for 10 years after, since you've retired. I, I don't know, man. I don't know about that. Yeah. But I think that there are a lot of things about Brady's performance this year where you could say, look, okay, ideally, Brady, sure, he operates a lot better when he's got Gronkowski. There, is that something to be ashamed of at this point in his career? I don't think so. He would love to have had a really good tight end, and I think he would have loved to have had a really good slot receiver. They've, they kind of tried to put Godwin in that role, but he is not a get-separation-really-quickly type of guy the way either an Edelman or somebody like that is. So... I do think that if you put him, if you put Brady in the Raiders right now with Hunter Renfro as your slot, um, with with uh, Waller and then um, uh, the the F word there, that kid Moreau, Fabian Mor Moreau, Fabian Moreau no, is no something Moreau. Or, yeah, I forget the Fabian. island of Doctor Moreau. Yeah, yeah, it's yeah Moreau. Yeah, it's Moreau. Um, look, it's a much better fit for Tom Brady, and and he also look okay, and yes. He's 36 years old or 46 years old. He or he will be. He's not as athletic as he was, and he was never that athletic to begin with. He's got to have a good offensive line in front of him. You know, he's just he's just he can't operate when he's got to move his feet. Foster Moreau, yes. Fabian Moreau is a former Texans defensive back who's playing for one of the teams that's actually in the playoffs. I remember looking at the, one of the games this week, and I'm like, oh, that's Fabian Moreau, someone I think the Texans may have cut at some point. Uh, he's on so the Giants you, now. Do you think that the do you think the Bucks are trying to make a stab at keeping Brady and this is part of it, or is it just simply like, okay, we need to move in another direction? I think it's um I I think it could be a stab at keeping Brady. I just don't think it'll be successful. You make a really compelling point for him going to the Raiders. I, I just yeah. I, I think he looked like somebody who's just done with what's going on in Tampa. 
Like, do you want to go back and play for Todd Bowles again? I don't know. It's, you know. And I think McDaniels and Brady could probably have a pretty open discussion about, like, hey, man, like, I've, we might draft a quarterback, but you're going to get at least one year here. And maybe they trust each other in that. That it, where I think if Brady went to some other places, if the coach tells him, no, don't, don't worry, we're going to draft a quarterback, but this is your year, Brady might not be inclined to trust him, where I feel like he should trust McDaniel, yes. which will lead to such great drama in October when he gets benched by Josh McDaniel. <laughs> oh, that'd be the best. For that'd Jared be best. Stidham. <laughs> uh, John Lopez is in the studio. What's up, dude? Hey, man. How are you? I'm great. How are you? Uh, terrific. Better than yesterday. Had a little back issue yesterday. Still hurts. So is it fixed? Oh, no. no, it still hurts, but uh, not not too bad. Yeah, you weren't. Uh, I didn't tell you, Seth, man. It was grabbing my toothbrush I threw okay, out Okay, thank back. you. I was going to say, can you tell Seth how you tweaked your back? And it, it took me to the ground. <laughs> it's the most bizarre thing. You know, you hear about these things. I'm like, come on, man. Grabbing your toothbrush. Yes. You need to brush your teeth. I'll tell you I'll that tell much. I'll tell you what. You're right. <laughs> yeah. 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 That's yeah. a big Go. case against proper dentistry. I'll tell you. <laughs> That's exactly I right. would rather have a stank mouth but a functioning back. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah, me too. Yeah. I absolutely would. So what's going on, man? Uh, Well, uh, a little Sean Payton, a little $25 million action. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, Certainly. You know, Landry had a thought. Uh, uh, we were talking uh, right before. Hold uh, on a second. Roll. Uh, <laughs> Sean, uh, you're you're on brand. Sean you're on brand. He's got a roll. He brought a, rolls. He's a prop comic. This Look at morning. this. He's got rolls. Look at so carrot top guys, over for here. Those, for those who missed it, for those yeah. who missed it, um, the, <laughs> I'm gonna smash a watermelon. Um, for those who missed it, you guys were uh, dogging my my new roller bag yesterday. Yeah, by telling all sorts of stupid roll jokes. Those were the not first stupid. Segment of your those show. were gold, Jerry. Those were gold. <laughs> <laughs> those were hey, gold. So I decided to lean speaking into of it. Gallagher, mm-hmm. I would I would be surprised. I would be disappointed if uh, Gallagher, the comedian who passed away, he used to smash watermelons on stage, and that's what Generation X thought was funny, kids. That's uh, that's that's why everything's a mess these days. Uh, I wonder what it, I I hope his funeral was like a prop comic affair. Yes, I, I, I hope they were like smashing stuff and Dude, doing all kinds of goofy things like that. The reception afterwards was just one gigantic food fight. A watermelon, everywhere. yeah, yeah. Just, yeah. just you lay the plastic <laughs> down on the floor. And on the walls mm-hmm. and wherever it was, you just go go crazy throwing food. Yeah. Carrot Top gets up there and smashes the casket with a, <laughs> with a sledgehammer. Hey, easy, <laughs> easy, easy. You went too far. Hey, do you and Amy ever, you know, role play? <laughs> <laughs> well, so, so, I was going to make a, a joke about yeast, but that goes, that's, uh, that involves Amy too much. <laughs> yeah, we don't want that. <laughs> Easy. We don't want that. Easy. All right. What do you got? <laughs> what do you got? <laughs> that one just popped into my mind. What I'm do you, happy. What do, you got <laughs> what, do you, what do you got going on? Well, you're on a roll. So uh, what, do you got, what, do you, what do you got going on on the show? That's okay. I'm sure you could just roll with the punches. Uh, obviously that, you know, uh, this money thing is just silly. Oh, I wouldn't pay $20, $20 million, $25. You won't. You're not. You ain't going to pay it. You know, oh, because uh, he's for, not coming he, here. No, no, because oh, it's, it's not, not your not, money. It's not your money. Who yeah. cares? Yeah, who cares? It's crossed over where I'm starting to get angry with him, though, for asking for so much. Uh, Landry has turned on Sean Payton. That's one of the things we're going to do. <laughs> okay. he, so he's flip flopped more than the waffles at Waffle House where Trevor Lawrence goes. Right. Uh, and he said there's another Jack Easterby in our midst. Oh, okay. Well, that's oh, a tease no. right there. Oh, boy. Another oh, boy. Jack oh, Easterby. Boy. 
in right. our midst. All right. Uh, well, I'm looking forward to that. Yeah. Uh, John Lopez, Landry Locker. John, we look forward to it. I look forward to it, too. Roll you away now. Okay. <laughs> get you out of here. This this, uh, this chair does roll. Before we, before we get out, I'm going to roll on over to the Men's Tea Clinic tomorrow right about this time. Get my, oh. tes- get my testosterone level That's okay. <laughs> boosted That's again. A, that's a crummy segue. You deserve butter. <laughs> antibodies. <laughs> antibodies. Oh, yeah, I forgot to wish you antibodies. <laughs> All right, we're done. <laughs> this episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law.